0: The Business of You is all about frank conversations and unique business wisdom for the entrepreneur. It's a chance to tune into the story behind the brand and retrace the path of those who walked this road before you, so you can pave your own road to success. Welcome to The Business of You. Veronica Buitran is today's guest on The Business of You. Veronica is the co-founder and CEO of a company called Tango Code, which is a Chicago-based software web and mobile app development company. It is one of a few companies founded and led by a woman in the technology sector. Um, Veronica pays particular attention in her company to growing and scaling while still maintaining a very strong culture and value system for her company, and throughout her company. The name Tango Code has a very unique start, and Veronica put my... Um, my suspicions to rest. (laughs) I thought the tango started in Argentina, but it actually didn't. And yes, I'm talking about tango, the dance. So let, without further ado, tune into today's episode of The Business of You and learn where the origins of the tango are, but also learn more about today's exciting guest, Veronica Buitran. Veronica, welcome to The Business of You. It's so good to have you on the show today. How are you?
1: Great. Actually, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
0: Me too. You have a very interesting story. And speaking of your story, I would love for you to share how you got to where you are, which is living in Chicago and a co-founder of a fascinating company called Tango Code. That's what you're doing today. But you had your early starts in an, in another country and your parents are from another country. So please, please share the, uh, the journey.
1: Oh, okay. Great. Sure. So, yeah, so I, I, um, I was born in Uruguay and my uh, parents are from Ecuador. So one of the things that we normally tease is like one generation in each country. So my kids are, I'm, American, I was born in Uruguay, my parents are from Ecuador, which I do believe looking back, it kind of helped me because we were immigrants in Uruguay. It was a different experience, but, you know, I already had somehow the experience of being an immigrant, although I was born in in Uruguay. Uh, But growing up, especially during my childhood, um, we had... Uh, my dad actually worked, uh, he was a diplomat. He worked on the embassy. So we had a lot of, of people from Ecuador. I mean, we, we had quite a bit of like a, a colony. And uh, so even if it was in Uruguay, I lived quite a bit of being, you know, in Ecuador at, at the beginning, in the childhood. Then as a teenager, I'm already like done with Ecuador. It's all about Uruguay. <laughs> and then started working in a, in a startup In Uruguay, Um, and that startup was like at that point they were really a small, you know, a small company that was growing really rapidly, and um, they were selling uh, software called Genexus. The company became Genexus International, and then it was acquired by Globant uh, recently, like last year. So now it's like you know huge company and all that. But at that point, was just starting. Uh, It's a no code. Uh, software and um, so starting with them they were expanding and I knew English and they needed uh you know people to travel and have consultants to travel and help when they were selling you know outside and they were selling in the. US so I started doing that and that led to the opportunity to they had a, a reseller office and they asked at some point like you know would I go to help? And one of the things that had been consistent in my story and the one of the things that I always recommend women because we, many times we second guess ourselves and I am a person that I analyze to death everything. So because I know that many times I try to go by, you know, the moment. So it's like, would you be willing to go to the US? Sure. And then it's like, don't, don't even give me too much time to think through it. We'll figure out later uh so ended up in in the u.s uh uh managing and and really directing the the company that they had here um and then at some point we so i was supporting the resellers but it really i was a consultant and a developer by trade and i was running the company doing you know the whole like uh you know accounting payroll you know uh, doing uh Uh, traveling through the U.S., supporting the resellers. And and I really was missing a bit, and I was seeing an opportunity uh, to provide services around that product. Uh, More than anything, that opportunity, it it was uh, born from seeing the clients and seeing what they needed to succeed, right? So as an entrepreneur, I wasn't really somebody that would say, oh, I have this idea, now I'm going to create a company. It was more about, there's a problem, and I would like to solve it. I'd like to help. Uh, so we um, we created with my uh, my co-founder, uh, we started GeneXus USA, which was to provide services around uh, GeneXus, the, the no-code software. And we did that. We had about 100 clients that were serving in the U.S. Uh, but it was kind of like a... It wasn't like a super easy type of process, it, you know. It was you know hard to sell a no-code software from South America from Uruguay, right? So, if also it was the, our solutions were within the capabilities of the software, and we wanted to expand, and we wanted to be able to provide whatever solution we thought it was better uh, for our clients, and uh, then we basically decided to pretty much. Restart. There were certain things that the way that we were working, we were working more like what we call a factory mode. So we were working in a way where we had the clients in the U.S. We got the requirements, and then we kind of shipped them to Uruguay, where the developers will code. So it was this factory mode that you know it's kind of like um, it it is used in, in you know many times when you do offshore. That's kind of like, but that wasn't really how we wanted to work because. We felt, and I I specifically felt that there was a lot of opportunities left on the table. uh, That uh, the people in Uruguay had so many ideas, but they were coming this like with this design per se. This is it. This is what you need to do, right? And here we didn't know all what was possible. We were really not working as a team. You know, we were not really working to try to. To build, what is the best solution if we all have the same voice, right? So we wanted to completely change how we were working. Uh, we wanted to change the technology. We wanted to to change what we're doing, and therefore uh, we decided to start Tango Code. So Tango Code is an interesting company in the sense like it started really based on values. This is how I want to work, right? I want to provide solutions, but I want to work in a team. I want to work in a collaboration way. I want to ensure that the results that we provide are the best results of the sum of all parts, right? You know when it says, right, that the result, it's more than the sum of all parts. That was what we really wanted uh, to happen. And we knew it was possible, or at least we knew that it should be better than what we were doing before. Right, so that's Tango Code. That's 2015. We literally stayed with two clients of the hundred clients, and um, we started, you know, offering our services. We um, we knew also that we needed to find uh, we needed to find a way to differentiate ourselves. Unfortunately, it would have been awesome to say, you know work with me because I'm strong in values, which was true. And I want to do my best. And I'm th- asking and thinking every day how I can do this better and how can I redefine the customer experience so you, client, get the best. All that was true. But from a marketing and a sales perspective, that doesn't necessarily uh, ring, you know. It's like everybody says, kind of like same. Uh, so we... I stumbled in an, uh, an opportunity. We were working with a digital marketing agency. Uh, we we're building their solutions. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to become a Google Premier partner uh, from a channel sales. And um basically I i led that product, that project, and the project we automate the entire uh delivery process. And uh then Google, they got the Google Premier partner, and Google came in to actually see how they could scale because that was the one of the the things was you cannot become a Google Premier partner if you didn't have a process to scale so they came in to actually see what is a process to scale and I did a demo of everything that we have built and then you know the guy uh from Google at some point was like and who are you you know and another point we we're still urging access USA. we were kind of like in that process of of creating. And I you say, yes, I am, you know, uh, a consultant services company. And it's like, and you build uh, solutions for digital marketing. I was like, yes. And then I think I said, you know, that there's not that many, you know, we're Google. I work in channel sales. I work in helping these companies scale. And there's not that many companies that uh, specialize in digital marketing. At that point, I didn't know if it was a good or a bad thing, right? <laughs> it's like, is it? But I was like, okay, that sounds like an opportunity. So we, we started in, in Tango Code, uh, a vertical uh, for digital marketing, and that's what we specialize in.
0: So expand. Uh, uh, well, first of all, that's a that's a great, uh, great path. And so fascinating that you've only worked at two companies, right? One one that you worked for and then one that you started. How old were you when you started at, at, um, at GeneXus? Uh, when I started my the job or the company that I founded? No, when you started the job at GeneXus in Uruguay.
1: Mm, right out of, of college. So,
0: so I think early uh, 20s. Maybe 22, 23, 23 years old. Yeah. So, and so you were at that company and then, you know, the one you started from GeneXus for how many years was that about? 12, that was about,
1: um, that was about, um GeneXus USI, we had it, it was 2004, from 2004 to, uh, I remember 2004 because my second uh, child was born in 2004. And that's what I decided, we decided to found, you know, this a company. And literally, like, it was like, in, in Spanish, there is this uh, saying that says, you know, a kid comes with a bread under, you know, under the arm, because many times, you know, if you know, if a kid is born, and you know, maybe there are financial difficulties in the house. Don't worry, you know, kids come with a bread. <laughs> <under the arm. laughs> so I was always thinking, okay, Dylan, Dylan is my kid. He's the one in with a bread under arm because we're starting the company. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's great. So,
1: uh, I, so with uh, from. what it would be 11 years right because it was from 2004 to 15 to
0: 2000. Okay was when you had GeneXus USA that's when you Mm -hmm. and Dean okay and then 2015 you started Tango Code so if you can share a little bit what aspects of digital marketing does Tango Code really focus on it's such a big landscape digital marketing.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it is definitely, uh, uh, and that's actually one of the things that attracted me to that, because before that I have worked in many different industries, you know, manufacturers and retail, even uh, in pieces of health and education, you know, I've worked in many, many industries. uh, And in general, the industries don't change as much in in a way that transforms um, the solutions that you build, right? So when you build a solution, then you maintain it, but it's not that it completely transforms it. Now, digital marketing, it, uh, I so I, I have this idea from a solution perspective that when I learn about an industry in about two years, it was pretty stable and was just, uh, and that's why then I would move to learn another industry. And then when uh, we got to digital marketing, after two years of working in digital marketing, I felt I know nothing still. There's still yeah. much. <laughs> it keeps changing. Yes. So it was very exciting from that perspective as an industry. Like it felt like an industry that, you, you know, it keeps, it's very challenging. It keeps changing and you have to keep up with what you know, plus everything that it's new. You know, uh, when I first started, TikTok didn't exist yet. You know, whatsoever. Uh, so there's just so many things that are that are happening. What in the part that we um, we specialize is scale, right? So we have two parts. One thing is uh, scalability, and the other thing is it's building a product. Uh, so when a company, for example, wants to uh, build a, a product or digital marketing that it's automated, that is not uh, service. Uh, oriented but that it is automated then we will help them uh, figure out all the pieces and how is the entire roadmap uh, for that product. So we help companies uh, do a build products uh, for you know increased revenues or a top line products or efficiencies at a scale on the on the ad side. So basically, within digital marketing, you would say, like, we specialize on products or scalability and
0: efficiencies uh, for the ads in digital marketing. Can -hmm. you give an example, say, uh, maybe talk about one of your ideal clients in terms of how you help them, what sort of product you help them bring to market and how you've helped them scale it? You don't have to name the company, but if you can just explain, like, what the product does, that would be so helpful. Sure.
1: so for example, um so
0: we,
1: uh, for example, we I was thinking we have many different uh experiences uh but one of my favorite ones is uh, a company uh, that they um they focus on real estate and they work with uh, property management companies and they had an, they 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 knew they had an opportunity so they had a, they were a listing directory, so they had a lot of information because you have a listing directory that means, Every one of these properties were, you know, listing all the, every one of the property managers were listing all the properties that they have. And they, they wanted to not become necessary an agency, but they wanted to be able to provide more uh, value based on the, the data that they had. Uh, so ads was a natural, you know, it was a natural uh, way where to expand. So they they already were running ads for their listing directory, but they were saying we can use that same information to provide ads in an easier way for our clients. And, but they didn't, but the one thing it was, they didn't really want it to become an agency. They didn't want it to have to hire all these specialists to then take care of the ads. So they wanted to ensure that it was very automated. Uh, So we work with them and we, uh, uh, we, Designed together with their ideas and what we knew about digital marketing and ads and all the what we call the building blocks that we had at that point, uh, because every every integration that we had, we brought it into our development. So clients didn't have to kind of like pay us to start from scratch because we had all these things that makes it the the development much faster. Uh, so they with that information, what they wanted to do was uh to build what they call an express product, which was something that was very easy to sell, because also the other thing that they had is they had a really good sales force that has a really good relationship with those companies, but the sales force didn't know digital marketing, right? So, in order for them to sell ads and digital marketing and how Facebook works or things like that, uh what they wanted to do is empower that. Salesforce with something that was very easy to sell, right? So it was. It needed to be easy to sell. It needed to be up and running quickly, and it needed to have almost no human intervention. And uh, we built with them. We literally were able to, uh, within the first year of building it, plus putting it in production, plus start testing, they were already around the $6 million with that uh, right of revenue with that product so it was a very yeah we were able to build it quickly because we were bringing all of our building blocks and start testing they had a really great um leadership you know because um, that also it's very you know it's very needed uh in how to do the whole engagement and bring uh, people in and it's I always love it because it's one of those things where we were able to provide everything that we know. Uh, and together with a very
0: uh, clear vision of how they wanted to to win per se. Right. Product. Yeah. So interesting. What What was the product that you created for them?
1: It, it's an ad express product, so it was basically their sales uh, will uh, sell the idea that they could bring the listing their listing uh, properties to Facebook. Uh, So they will have it up and running with a low budget. You know, they didn't have to spend a lot of money. They didn't have to know, you know, very much they will take care of everything. And it was literally about, okay, do you want to run this? It's this, you know, it's this low budget. It's an easy budget to say yes to. Uh, When you tell me yes, you will next step will be you will have an email showing how your ads will look. If it's all good, the ad will be up and running you start going to be Uh, receiving your leads and it was (laughs) as easy as that
0: yeah it sounds very simple
1: it was very simple yeah i always like um simple is something that i it's a concept that uh, we take very seriously yes (laughs) because it's a very complex concept right to uh make something simple it's much
0: harder agree 100 percent. yeah yeah
1: uh, and that vision also um, is what pushed us to take our learnings from, you know, Tango Code and the solutions that we built and uh, build our third company, which is like Chassis and, you know, our product, which is, you know, brand new. Uh,
0: What's it called? Chassis. Oh, Chassis. Okay. Yeah.
1: So Chassis is a, an, ad, uh, an ad tech a platform. Uh, it's an engine that powers uh either self-service platforms or uh back office uh solutions for either agencies or in marketing services companies or even brand to local, right? So any brand to local because that you need that scale, right, of ads uh or even franchises. So um and what we bring and one of the main um, concepts in chassis is it needs to be very simple you know no matter what happens behind the scenes and how much complexity it has behind the scenes it has to be very simple to be able to get the ads up and running in the different you know plant ad engines
0: yeah yeah does your company also help create the ads for these companies that's also quite
1: complex. Yes, that is quite complex. We do provide some uh we do provide some services. We're not an agency. We don't it's not that we provide it directly to any uh you know to any client, but we do help, you know, in in sure that when the product is installed, we have you know all the pieces to be able to 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 work. And therefore some of the pieces are the ads. But they empower our clients, and they can, you know, take them and making them better and better. Every soon we'll be able to, you know, we will be using AI also to help to get our clients to be able to uh, to get more ideas and variations from them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, AI is sure coming on strong in the content marketing world. For sure, for sure, and it should. It, you know,
1: it. it uh, I don't think it replaces, but it definitely makes you more effective.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I think it's great for brainstorming for sure. A hundred percent. I have this cold. I can't seem to get, it's just coming on. So I'm trying to vitamin it out of my body. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, I'm but, actually coming out of a cold. So,
1: it's, you know, as you can see, my voice also is a little bit. So it, it's the time, right? The it
0: time. is that time of year. Absolutely. Veronica, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about you as, as um this personal brand behind the business brand of, of Tango code. Can you share how you think others view your personal brand or like the attributes of you, of you, your personality, you're such a driving force behind Tango code. Um, So one way I like to ask this question is how do you think your teammates would describe you to one another? If you were not in the room.
1: Oh, that's a very, uh, that's a great question how did they describe me they will describe me with uh, a person that has a lot of energy uh that uh it's you know pretty creative uh that uh have a, a high bar I always think that things are you know easier simpler and uh should be faster than what <laughs> they are so uh But I also want to believe that they will say, but within all that high bar, there's uh, a lot of humanity Mm -hmm. that she brings, you know, uh, to the table that
0: uh, although she asks a lot, she will always want to see you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How have you embedded some of your personal or your personality attributes into the company? And I I know you have a co-founder. Um, who also happens to be your husband. I I believe that the um the values of a company are the values of the founder. And in your case, you know, there's two of you. So how have you merged your value system into Tango Code?
1: Uh, I I I certainly believe like, you know, the uh, in the company, many times it's, it's like. It's like, you you know, your, your child, you know, it's, it's, it's your child and it is going to be a reflection of how, how you act. And it is going to be a reflection of, um, your good attributes and your, and, and you're not so great attributes. So they, I guess the opportunity is to grow, you know, so, um, initially in in tango code one of the uh, one of my uh characteristics i always like to learn and try things you know which i think it's it's a great personal characteristic right and it's also a really good characteristic in a company as long as there is some order right to it because if you have a company where it's all about changing and learning and learning and changing, right? Which initially at the beginning, I did embed some of that. So we were like, here, there, and everywhere, right? And all at once. (laughs) Uh, And that's when characteristics of my co-founder came very, you know, merged really great. You know, he's very organized. And he wants to, uh, he likes to, you know, have an order and you know you know what's going to happen next, right? So we merge those two uh characteristics together by having uh what I want to, to believe is like we have a company where you can be creative because there are processes that supports that. You know, and that's how those two you know characteristics come together, right? Um, we build processes so we can, uh, give freedom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We build frameworks so people can actually be creative, you know? Uh, I think like there, there needs to be that place
0: where you fall in order to brainstorm, you know? Right yeah absolutely. Well, so interesting because as you describe that, I think this is also part of what you're doing for the for your clients too, right? Yes you're creating processes and systems to help them scale much like you have created for your for yourselves a Tango code.
1: Yes, I, absolutely and I, and I do think like everything is connected.
0: Yes. What you at home,
1: what you do for your clients, what you do with, you know, in your own company, it's all connected, right? So you can't say that you are transparent and honest in your company, and then not being transparent and honest with your clients or, you know, wanted to be very transparent and honest at home, but not bring that uh, to, you know, to work, right? I think, you know, your values are the same. You're the same person. Yeah. So the things that you're learning and I always use that. Uh I, you know, we work with a client and, and when I see like a learning on that client that helped them, I'm immediately saying, so what are we doing? And how can we apply? And vice versa, right? Um when we are doing something in the company, I said, well, that also will help our clients and we should add it to our process with them so it's a it's we you know like like pretty much every company in in um in technology we follow you know an agile process and we are an agile company however and we started that in tango code 2015 and i thought oh my god we're so late in the game because everybody it's agile but we did it in the way that in one of my characteristics and in the way that we do in the company, which is, when we believe in something, we go all in, right? So if we're going to be agile, we're going to do it the the right way. We actually were trained by, you know, one of the initial uh, uh, signature, you know, initial founders, well, founders more than initial signatures of the manifesto and, and we train the entire company. We, he traveled to Uruguay to be able to, and trained in Uruguay and, and to have the exact same training that we had, you know, in the U S so we train everybody in the same way and we, and we apply that for sales, for marketing, for everything that we did for exact everything that we did in the company. And it wasn't just this thing that you do in development right? And we thought that's what everybody was doing. And then when we start, you know, looking around, people were like, oh yeah, we're agile. Well, yeah, because we work in two weeks, two weeks cycles. I was like, no, <laughs> no, that's not what, what it means. So we, we really uh, believed and we, we, um, we make that a value of, you know, we made that a value of our, of our company. Uh, we um we believe that uh, that framework it provided, if done right, it really provided uh a tangible benefits uh for the business. Yeah, so we we are very like uh want to be sure that we do it, we do it right. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I get the impression you're very much a um What you see is what you get but you walk your own walk too as a company which is which is great what would you say to people starting and launching and growing companies today are some of the main pillars of scaling their business for scaling the business or for Mm -hmm. when you first start well for scaling the business people who are who started businesses and are now um endeavoring to scale their businesses. What what would you say are some of the key pillars to do, being able to do that? So uh, for
1: sure one of the key pillars is like as I you know was mentioned before is you need to have processes in order to be able to scale. You really cannot scale something that doesn't have a process. Okay. However, also on the other hand, I will say don't start putting processes too early, meaning like you have to have something that is worth scaling. Right. So sometimes what I what I find is like in in, in startups is if you have a co-founder that it's very process oriented, then you want to put all this kind of process and you're starting a company. You don't even know if you're going to continue existing in, you know, in a year from now, right? So first test and experiment the hell out of it. It's like, try to move as you know as fast as you can, experiment, try things. Don't worry about the, you know, how you're going to scale until you have something to scale. And then when you believe you have something to scale, then you start, then in- put processes. And the earlier that you go to processes, the easiest that is going to be, you know. Uh, to scale. And when I say processes, I'm talking about you think about how you're going to hire, how you're going to onboard people, how you're going to uh, manage them, how you're going to ensure that they grow, you know, how how you're going to ensure that the culture of your company is clear and continues to thrive. Um, so it's really those type of processes is the ones that I I'm referred to in order to be able to, um,
0: which is, you know, people in operations, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to have, to get your people right, right? In order to be able to to help the people that you're working with.
1: But I don't think you can do that, you know, too soon when, for example, it's hard to to put process when you don't even know what culture you have.
0: Yeah. You know? yeah.
1: So you need yeah. to build first to build that culture. Like in the case of Tango Code, for us, was organic, and uh, and then at some point, so we grew organically, and then at some point, we realized we're, we are a really diverse company. And by the way, we have a lot of, of things that uh, people, we're a really small company, and then we'll go into a project with a lot, you know, our clients are normally way larger than we are, and it uh, will be like, oh my God, you guys come with so great, many great ideas. And we started to hear that and we started to hear that. And then you read about diversity and they were like, okay, we're the poster child. That's why we're so diverse, that that's why we bring all these different ideas. And that's why, you know, larger clients with much bigger pockets so that they could bring all these consultants, right? They still are, you know, asking us to come up with ideas. So then we started, then we thought, okay, it's diversity. Then we're like, okay, now we need to protect it right? Something happened in an organic way. Then you realize the value that, that it gave to you. And then you protect it. Then you put processes to protect it because then there was something to protect. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. You identified kind of this aspect of yourselves that was really a, a big differentiator too. How, how, how does your team work? Um, do you have an office in the Chicago area, or is your team virtual? And has it always been virtual?
1: So we're like like many companies. We, we did have uh, an office in Ecuador. We had an office in Uruguay, and we had an office in Chicago. And then the pandemic hit, and then we uh, we went um, remote. And one of our main and uh, ongoing main uh, concern and where we're putting processes today is on culture because we have a really strong culture but a lot it happened you know very organically right we like to uh, hang out with each other and it was so cool that we have you know people from different countries so we wanted to celebrate that so there were many things that that we did like celebrate birthdays and we bring you know food from different uh, countries and because we had lunch together. so we did things out of just organically yeah. and then as as I mentioned we we said okay well, this is a good thing this is something that we need to protect because actually it gives us you know an edge and a differentiation and, and there's a tangible uh benefit out of that. Uh, Like clients basically wanted us to design uh, their products, you know, and come up with ideas when they were much larger and they definitely had, you know, a lot more designers and, you know, a whole, you know, bunch of developers. And um, then we went remote and we're like, okay, how we're going to maintain this, right? So how we're going to, and that is something that uh, the exec team, so Tango code, we. everything that we do is uh, we decided in an exact team of four. Okay. So we basically have uh, two minority partners and then you know, Dane and I, and everything that we do, we decided in team of four. And before it, we didn't have to decide culture in the team of four. Right. Uh, but now it's, you know, we have a culture team and it is one of the main uh, focuses in, in exact to, to protect that, you know, Same thing as as the hiring, Uh, you know, we attracted diversity uh, just because of who we were, but now remote, it's a much harder thing. Who who are you? How can I picture? How can I walk into the office and have a feeling for you as a candidate, right? So now you have to be able to, to do it, you know, through the conversations, through the interviews, but really through your hiring process. So we have to make it, we didn't have before, but now we have to make it at a point with re- recruiting, you know, like, hey, you, uh, we were doing, for example, really great uh, from a gender perspective. And then as we grew, we started to go down, down in this remote. And uh, so we were like you know, 35%, we were going to, we had like this KPI to go to 40%. And then we start growing and then we went remote or whatever. And then we're like, we're
0: 30%. 30% what?
1: It, it, between men and women.
0: Uh, oh, gotcha. 30% female. Mm-hmm. 30% female. And I was like, my God, that that's a huge problem, you
1: know? And uh, that immediately goes into recruiting, right? then immediately it's like, okay, how are we recruiting And it's not enough. Sometimes when you have to make a change, it's not enough to say, oh, it's important to me. This is important to me. Uh, Normally it's not enough because when something is harder, right? So if, if from a recruiting perspective, I'm telling a recruiter, you know, it is important for this type of position to find women because, you know, it's the department where we have the lower representation but if I'm going to pay you the same and it's easier to find men, what are recruiting companies going to do? Right. Right. Yeah. So you have to really make strong decisions and very like saying, okay, you know, for the first X amount of time, uh, maybe I I only want uh, you to find me, you know, this type of candidate. And that's it. You know, you know labor could change but that's what it is now and magically we get uh women candidates so it's not that they didn't exist it was just it was just harder to yes find, you
0: know yeah yeah so, yeah so you made it part of your hiring criteria you set the intention and and you were really thoughtful about it so you started to attract more
1: Yes. And it will be any, any changes, right? So it's not something that you can say, okay, right now it's that it, you have to continuously look at, okay, what is important and where we are on that? Are we advancing? Are we not? Do we need to improve and what do we need to do? And that is a constant in every pillar that is important for you as a company.
0: Yeah. 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 And I feel even as you grow, not just you, but any, Any owner, any founder, any company that continues to grow, evolve, that's a constant, right? Like you're always balancing something in terms of of growth, you know? For sure. For sure.
1: You always are like uh, a focus on, you you have to focus on something, right? Unfortunately, it's like you you can't do everything, right? You don't have enough time to do everything. There's always there's always more things that you want to do that time that you have and always what you think are going to always take you longer than what you think they're going to take you. And that's just a fact, right? That's just (laughs) a fact of life. (laughs) No matter what you do, that's a fact of life. Uh, So with that in mind, you have to prioritize.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent.
1: And one of the things that we do in Tango Code and for Chassis too is we you know we don't set like we set like super high level objectives for the year, but really we plan like in quarters from an exact perspective, and then maybe monthly you know in other departments, uh, super high level year objectives, but then the actual plans are in a much smaller uh, time frames because they're going to change, and and you want to always adapt to what you learn. You don't want. Set up a plan, and then continue executing the plan no matter what.
0: Right, right. You have to adapt. You have to always adjust. be listening. Right. You have to listen. Yeah. To
1: what what the clients are telling you, what the market is telling you, right? What your employees are telling you. Uh, you always have to be, you know, uh, listening to that. In addition to, you know, what you know, what's your vision, or what you think, uh, and all those elements are, are fluid. You're fluid as a person. What your clients tell you, or it's fluid. What your employees tell you is going to change. You know, what the market is telling you is going to change. So it's like you have to be able to put processes that so you can actually uh, react to that fluidity.
0: Right, right. Which brings me uh, back to your name, the name of the company, Tango Code, right? One of um, a well-known dance, the Tango, which is very fluid and dynamic and reacting yet also intentional in so many ways um can you talk just for a minute or two just about the process of coming up with the name and what it means to you
1: yeah absolutely i actually i love the name our name i think it's like it's perfect it uh it's meaningful and that's one of the things that i i want to be sure that the things that we do are meaningful are meaningful for our clients Uh, meaningful for our employees, you know, and our name is meaningful and I'm really proud of it. Uh, But we went through an entire process. It wasn't that, you know, woke up and it's, you know, it's a good name when people think it's like the obvious name you should have. But in reality, it wasn't like that name that we woke up and it's like, oh, Tango code, you know, It, it was really, we went through an entire process because we were rerunning. Okay. We were, we sold Genex to CSA, uh back to the, the, the manufacturer, and we literally were starting from scratch. So we were creating a brand. And uh, we went through an entire branding exercise about values, what was important to us. And we wanted to ensure that we had a name that, um, represented all the different values that that we had that it was about you know a collaboration and it was about diversity and it was about you know uh transparency and uh honesty and uh and striving and wanted to change all the you know and innovate so it was like how to come with a name that can represent all those things so it was an entire process right we we hired a consultant, went through the entire process, and and somewhere in that process, but early, not at the end, taco code came part of that process. And it was like it was supposed to be, I was like, okay, I love it. I think it should be. But you know, let's like, sort of the process. I second guess myself, uh, because for example. A tango, you know, we had the, you know, the location in Uruguay, and they were like tango, you know, these young kids, I, like, you know, uh, work with us. Isn't that, that's what my grandparents did. and uh but then we were like, there was this band that they did uh, electric uh, tango, uh, electronic tango. I was like, okay, but how about this band? Like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, so. It really ended up uh, being, you know, like a name that represents many different things. It represents the diversity, it represents the mix of the different cultures, you know. I'm always very thankful for a, so many things that I learned here in the U.S., you know, and uh, the code piece and the technology, uh, it was great, you know, to be in English, you know, because it was really close to you know the technology here and the vision of technology in the US is something that keeps always changing and always innovating. And that's one of the main things that attracted me initially to really uh, stay here, because it was like that being so close to something that continues to change and innovate, right? And then on the tango side, it uh, it represented that dance that, as you said, it's like every step of the dance is determined, you know, the next step is determined by the step of your partner, right? And that's exactly how we wanted to work with our clients. We wanted to bring our clients to the process of software. We didn't want it to be that company where a client says, Here are the requirements, go and do it. Right. We wanted to to the client to believe to us that the same, exactly the same thing that. It made us be Tango code that I was believing that there's a better way of doing. I didn't want to give to my developers series the specs, you go through it. But I believe that working together and making those requirements better together was a much better solution, right? And that's what came Tango Code. But the same thing we wanted to do with our clients, the exact same process. It was like, it's going to be so much better if you are with us in that process. But for you to be with us in the process, we need to empower you because you are you are hiring us because you you want us to do this. So it's not that I'm going to bring you the problems. I'm going to make you be part of a collaborative process that makes the and empower you to make decisions. So the result is much better. So that was super, super important for us. And Tango was perfect to be able to, you know, represent that. And at the same time, as a bonus, it represent you know the Latin roots. Right. And although it's very South American, uh not Argentinian. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> For any Argentinian listening, you know, <laughs> Uruguay, Argentina, we, we share the origins of Tango, but still it's a Latin, you know, you can say that still uh reflects like the the Latin roots that, yeah. that we
0: have. Yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's such a fitting name and it just has so much flow to it, both the way it sounds and certainly in the meaning. Um, and just one last part of, of your story, which I loved, which you shared in, the, in our pre-chat, which is how you actually got the domain name, because then you settled on the name and you went to buy the domain, which is such a common problem and it wasn't available. So what did you do?
1: Yeah. So it was like, First, you know, as I was saying, I went through that whole thing of like, you know, it's the, and also there was a bit of like double guessing that happens a lot in, in women. It's like, can I, can I put in the name of the company such a, you know, a, exposing myself that way? You know what I mean? Like really exposing what I believe in the, in the name. Can I really do that? So I was, there was a lot of struggle there. And then. Once the decision was made, it was like I was in love with the the Tango code. Once the decision is like, yes, we're Tango code. And then the mini is not available. That that comes in Dane, my co-founder, which is like, he's the problem fixer of everything. He fixes any problems. He will, you know, go and fix. And then it it was like, okay, uh, we need to find out who owns it. And there was this uh, dance teacher that she had um, a dance studio in the South. I don't remember if it was Luciana or Alabama, but uh, she had this dance studio. So, it, you know, he contacted her to say, would you sell the domain? And it was like, no, 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 I'm not interested. Okay. So he keep talking, uh, uh about it. It's like, do you use it? No, no, she didn't use it. So then at some point he was like, okay, so you're not interested in selling. Is there something that you want more than that domain that you're not using? Is there anything you want more? She's like, yeah, a new dance floor. And that's what she got. And we got Tango Code.
0: <laughs> Such a great question, right? Like, is there anything you want more than the domain name when money wasn't moving the needle? So, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, it's uh, been so wonderful hearing your story, Veronica. Can you please share the best place for people to learn about Tango Code and also learn more about you?
1: Yes, absolutely. So you find myself in LinkedIn. That's where, you know, uh, Veronica, Butron uh, in LinkedIn and uh, Tango Code. Uh, we are, you know, www.tangocode.com. We also are www.getchassis.com com. That's my, my newer kid, so I have to be sure that I don't forget.
0: <laughs> How do you spell Chassis? C-H-A-S-S-I-S. Perfect. Well, thank you. Great to have you on the show.
1: No, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Business of You. If you found a little dose of inspiration or learned something new, please leave a review and share it with a friend or even two interested in building your brand and business tune in next time to the business of you podcast and remember there's only one you you're the biggest differentiator your business has until next time friends